amount of work with Michael Carrick mm -hmm. and he is again an absolutely wonderful guy one of the best and he was really clear about where he came from how he wanted to help what the purpose was it made complete sense to me this is brilliant he had a really strong cause but there are other people that I've met and they've kind of gone yeah I want to help some kids and I'm like that okay <laughs> that's not really going to cut it and you know when we've gone back through their history and their purpose and their reason actually you know they've had a family member with cancer and they're really passionate about that and we've ended up channeling their charity work into that instead because that's a cause that not only do they believe in but other people will understand their connection with and like you said if the work doesn't appear authentic yep. people won't support it and it also doesn't help that public perception of like this guy's just doing it to say he's giving money to some kids. Yeah. Whereas if it's, you know, this guy lost his mum to breast cancer and now he wants to give back to the people that helped her, that's a lot more meaningful and people will really understand that and get behind it. Welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Hartley. This podcast is for heart-centered leaders just like you. Heart-centered leaders aren't love drunk. They have a powerful mindset. What makes the difference is that they are simply tethered to a powerful source of meaning and truly care about themselves, their work, and those around them. I hope our time spent together helps you leave a heart print where those around you are left better than yesterday. Every week I bring to you inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest thought leaders. Our episodes are being listened to in 117 countries. Thank you for making us a top 200 podcast in 28 countries. I really hope our time spent together leaves you better in some way. If you enjoy the podcast, please do subscribe, leave a little review letting us know what you enjoy. And maybe invite a friend, a family member or team member to listen with us too. These interview sessions are brought to you by Elevate Online Marketing. Visit elevateom.com for online marketing and web design services that are affordable, bespoke and awesome. Today on episode 158, I am joined by Leanne Ayen the founder and CEO of All Heart. Leanne has always had a keen interest in sport and social change. She's held some senior roles with an organisation such as Harlequins, Manchester City Football Club, Fulham Football Club and the Premier League. After 14 years of working in this professional sports industry, Leanne felt that it was time to give something back. She built and founded All Heart. As an organisation, they support players and athletes to use their power, wealth and influence to have a as much of a positive impact on the world as possible. We've all seen the stories in the news about some of these players, some of these celebrities and some of their egos. Leanne's about to reveal the reality behind those stories. We cover that and much more on episode 158 with Leanne Ayen, CEO and founder of All Heart. Enjoy, my friends. Leanne, welcome to the Always Best in Yesterday podcast. How are you? I'm really well, thank you, Ryan. How are you? Very, very good. I know that uh, time is precious. I know that little one is is having a nap, so we get to have this great conversation. And you're from the southwest of England as well. Yeah, I am. I'm I'm in Cornwall currently. Um, grew up in Cornwall, 
<clears throat> I moved away for 20 years, so lived in various places, and I've just a year ago moved back to the motherland. So um, how does it feel to be back? It, it's great, actually, and um, it's just lovely to be um, able to see my family more often, mm. to be able to walk on the beach, uh, do all yeah. of those lovely things. So yeah, not regretting it at all. Great. I want to hear all about your amazing organization but before we do that i understand you're via the southwest via new york tell us a little bit about your um your early career yeah so um grew up in cornwall and my my main love really was sport and down here there's there's very little exposure to professional sport so mm. you've got um exeter chiefs now who are great and they mm. weren't really particularly big when i was growing up yeah. um you have plymouth argyle plymouth albion so i sort of went to watch those with my dad I'd like anything I could yeah. um, and I didn't really get to see a lot of sport live um, mm. so growing up I just got involved in as much as I could I'd sort of lived at the local sports centre and then when I was old enough to go to uni I just had a real desire to go out and see more and experience more so I, mm. I did a three-year degree and sort of thought wherever I can go to to see more experience more get more involved in sport I'll do it and my career sort of took me on a journey and when I was growing up I was very much told well if you want to work in sport you can be a PE teacher or a physiotherapist yeah. they like I was given those two <laughs> as my only options and I was like I don't want to do either of those things yeah so I just thought I need to be open-minded just need to see like what I can what experience I can get what I can find and um it just took the opportunities I had and moved to London, moved to Bath, moved to New York, moved to Manchester, wherever <laughs> I could get the role that would give me the experience I needed. Mm. Um, and by doing that and just being quite open to picking up my life and taking it where I needed to, mm. um, not only did I get some great opportunities, but I also got the real um, football bug because I'd never really experienced live football before mm -hmm. and as soon as I did I just I couldn't get enough so I'm now a big football fan and um, finding myself back here I'm now sort of getting yeah. your feet because I can't other than match of the day there's not much um, on offer. Yeah of course and and I know that you've held some you know prominent positions at clubs like Fulham and Harlequins and uh, Manchester City in the Premier League and but the roles have been all very specific in one particular element of sport. Tell us a little bit about, about that. Yeah, sure. So um, I always knew that I wanted to get involved in sport, but I always had more of an interest in the community side mm. of it than sort of selling the front of shirt deal to Siemens mm -hmm. or Samsung. Um, and I a few times got offered the opportunity to move into that commercial world for probably a lot more money. And I just couldn't sort of make that leap so for me I think football clubs and football players and you know other sports as well have a really unique opportunity to make a difference and to influence the lives of others because their platform is so huge and I just felt such reward and warmth from enabling those huge corporate businesses mm -hmm to change the lives of you know children in poverty or young people with disabilities and it just for me was the right fit for what I wanted to do um because it combined that love of football and sport with you know being able to help people and I've mm. kind of remained in that niche ever since sort of falling into it and like I said no one told me this was a career opportunity 
and yeah. I'm really interested now in going back and telling more young people just kind of stick to your guns because you don't have to fit yeah. into a box you can find your own niche Mm, I love that. I, I live 10 miles down the road from Bath and we've been very fortunate. I coach my son's rugby team. He's nine. And uh, we've been very fortunate enough to have uh, Bath in the community, you know, the community foundation come out and it's really impactful and it, you know, it can really leave good lasting legacies, the, the memories that these kids get. And and here's the other interesting thing. I think sometimes sports people have a perception, you know, a public perception. Yeah. And I know that you will have worked with particularly many footballers who I think sometimes have a, a worse perception, particularly with the amount of money involved. What's your experience? I, I think there's there's a really warped perception of professional athletes. I yeah. think football players, yes. Some rugby players are up there um, in terms of earnings and therefore get the same response. Mm -hmm. um, my experience with professional athletes is that they often really want to do a lot to help, but because they get dragged and dragged through the mud, whether they do good or bad, they yep. almost go, do you know what, I'm just going to stay out of it. And yep. um, I've had players before who have, for example, donated £50,000 to an amazing cause and then just got completely trolled on social media for like, you only did this for publicity. Yeah. You shouldn't have given it to those people. You should have given it to us. And it's like by doing something really lovely and mm. selfless and actually for all of the right reasons, they just get completely obliterated. And it, it yeah. really does put people off supporting causes. Yeah, And I think the media are just, you know, not helping this so um you mentioned Bath Rugby and I've I've done a bit of work with Danny Cipriani mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I have to say he is the most kindest genuine lovely person he's yeah. so committed to you know learning more being a better person seeing what he can contribute to the world in a really positive light and you know it's only the media that mm. has created the person that um you know people believe and it, it's, it, it's upsetting for me because I know some of these people and I know how wrong it is. Yeah. I mean, I do love Danny Cipriani. I think he's very authentic. I think he's very uh, willing to be vulnerable in, in the desire to help other people, particularly around mental health. I just wish we'd win a few games this season. <laughs> I can't help with that, I'm afraid. That's, what, that's one thing I draw the line at. Well, you know, it's 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 sad when you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. And, and I think because we just got to look as far as Marcus Rashford and the heat that he's taken in, in the pursuit of getting kids free school meals, you know, let, let's look at the heart of, of that. And it's a bit of a sad situation when um, it becomes easier to do nothing than something. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's part of the reason we, we set the business up because mm. we knew that without the correct support and advice, players wouldn't have the confidence to kind of dip their toe. And, you know, Marcus Rashford, amazing what he's done but he's done that because his agency, Rock Nation, mm. have done all of that, um, like investigating and building the campaigns and creating the stories and making it easy and not risk-free, because obviously, like you said, he'll take a load of flack, but mm. he's had the support that has given him the confidence to do the work. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the agents that I work with will very honestly say to me, you know, I'm completely comfortable doing a transfer deal or getting him a um, commitment from Nike, but mm -hmm. I don't know what advice to give him. Mm -hmm. So I tell him not to do it. 
Mm. And it, I'm not, not putting any blame on the agents because they're actually yeah. saying it's not my area of expertise. And actually a lot of agents and agencies have been very welcoming of us yeah. because we're not trying to be agents. We're not trying to steal their clients. We just, we want to help as many athletes do good as possible. So it's, yeah, it's a bit of a difficult situation for both athletes and agents if they don't know someone who's got the expertise. Mm, great segue. What is the name of your organization? Um, the organization is called All Heart. I love that. And, and, and that is what first attracted me. Uh, <laughs> you know, some of these things I just don't ever know when the first time I see, but I know that when I do see, it's like I need to have that conversation. Uh-huh. I'm, very, I'm very fortunate enough to have a podcast to say, hey, let's. Would you like to come and chat? And I'm very grateful for you taking the time out of day. Clearly, we're very like-hearted human beings. Yeah, absolutely. But what does all heart mean to you? Um, to me, it's, I mean, I think the reason we used the phrase was about, you know, if if you said kind of in a slang sort of fashion, you know, he's all heart or mm. she's all heart. We all know what that means. Mm. We mean it's a good person. They're generous. They're kind. They'll want to help you. And a bit like you were saying about perception, that's not the natural perception of many professional sports people. Yep, yep. So we wanted to kind of change that. And, and you know, we talk about our clients being all heart and promoting mm. that and saying, you know, they did this, it was so all heart, they're amazing. And, you know, we want that to be the work that we do, but we also want to change the way that people feel about athletes because it's just yeah. not accurate. And it's, you know, like we said, this media creation of these you know, monsters that spend all of their money on Louis Vuitton handbags. It's just not the truth. Hey, my friends, I just wanted to take the opportunity to thank you for listening so far. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, please do subscribe and consider sharing it with someone that you love. I also wanted to let you know we've got some incredible merchandise available. We've got tees, we've got hoodies, we've got trucker caps, and the beanies are really popular at the moment. Simply head to our website, you can find the link in the show notes. What a great way of showing the world that you belong to our community and that together, we are always better than yesterday. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, and I I guess you're coming at the intersection of good people wanting to do good things with the resources they've acquired. Absolutely. Yeah, I... um, So I guess the first thing that comes up for me with All Heart is trying, because it's that authenticity, it's finding something meaningful, it's finding something that they have a genuine passion about. Is that something that um, you experience many people kind of come to you with that clarity already? Um, It's a real mixed bag. So Mm. I've had athletes come to me and they say, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I always Mm. say to them, why? Yeah. And if I can't, understand the link between themselves and the cause they want to support nobody else will Mm. so I'm like until I get why you want to do this then Mm. let's just hold it here um so I'll always go back through you know people's purpose so for example I did a huge amount of work with Michael Carrick Mm -hmm. and he is again an absolutely wonderful guy one of the best um And he was really clear about um, where he came from, how he wanted to help, what the purpose was. And it made complete sense to me. I was like, I get it. I'll be able to explain it to other people. The community are gonna get it. This is brilliant. He had a really strong cause, but there are other people that I've met and they've kind of gone, yeah, I wanna help some kids. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's not really gonna cut it. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we've gone back through their history and their purpose and their reason actually you know they've had a family member with cancer 
and they're really passionate about that and we've ended up channeling their charity mm. work into that instead because that's a cause that not only do they believe in but other people will understand yeah. their connection with and like you said if the work doesn't appear authentic yep. people won't support it and it also doesn't help that public perception of like this guy's just doing it to say he's giving some money to some kids yeah. whereas if it's you know this guy lost his mum to breast cancer and now mm. he wants to give back to the people that helped her that's a lot more meaningful and people will really understand that and get behind it yeah, that's really powerful. And then I think once we've tethered ourselves to our heart, then we can use the mind for what it kind of really is is good at. Because um, I had a lady on from an organization called the Heart Math Institute, and she says that intuitively, we don't say I love you with all of my mind. <laughs> so it kind of reveals to us, you know, when you said that phrase about, oh, he's all heart, it, it kind of reveals to us that the heart and the mind have different functions, yeah. different purposes. And one of the things I've seen on your social is that you talk about being laser focused. What does that yeah. mean? Um, I think this is personally what I've learned in my experience. So I've worked in charity and sport for nearly 20 years now. And what I've really learned is that if you sort of scattergun your goodwill, <laughs> people don't really get it or believe in the cause. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I think the work Marcus Rashford has done is amazing, but mm -hmm. he's beginning to lose focus. Mm -hmm. So we've got free school meals, we've got literacy, we've got all sorts going on now. Mm -hmm. And I think if I was advising Marcus Rashford, I would be staying in one lane and being really clear about why and what needs to be done because people yeah. will always remember him for that. They will always get it. Mm. And actually scattergunning, you know, want to help old people, I want to help disabled people, want to give money to the library, I want to help cancer. It, it loses yep. its focus and I think it loses its focus for the person doing it as well mm. so for example Michael Carrick was brilliant in terms of knowing what he wanted to achieve mm. so if the BBC interviewed him there was one story there was one purpose there was one reason he was doing it and he could speak from the heart mm. about that cause as soon as you start giving to every cause and trying to be everything to everyone mm that becomes very hard you lose your strong purpose you lose your strong message and I think that's why we always say to people be laser focused and you know working with Danny Cipriani for example he knows what he wants to achieve that's not going to change it's not going to falter and that focus gives him a lot of reward because he can see what he's achieving towards that so I don't know if that makes sense but that's yeah, kind of where we were going with that tip yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I'm thinking you started off in Man City, you then helping a, a Man United legend. Are you still welcome back in Man City? <laughs> you know what? It was funny, actually, because um, there's a lot of very important people in my life who are big Man United fans, yeah. and it did not go down well at all <laughs> when Man City offered me a job. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I left Man City, and very shortly after, my husband, who's a very big man united fan mm. actually proposed to me and he said i was just waiting until you finished working at man city yeah so, um, i'm now much more comfortable in red as you can see yeah um so yeah we're, we're definitely we've moved over to the red side of manchester that's for sure yeah i understand uh, husband used to work uh, or still works part of social chain is that correct yeah he was part of the founding team there wow. um which is really helpful for me because all social media 
related questions go his way. And we do a lot of online campaigns for players who want mm-hmm, to fundraise mm-hmm. or get awareness out there. So he is a very helpful resource and gets all sorts of questions from me. Yeah. So we be branching out and helping uh, business owners and entrepreneurs with their uh, charitable giving or are you sticking in your own swim lane? Do you know, what? I'm, I'm staying in my lane, but mm. I'll always give um, free I'll always give my free advice to mm. you know if a business owner or an entrepreneur wanted to do good work I will always help because I just think the more people doing good work the better whether I get paid or not that's fine yeah I love that and it's really interesting because I I love a good uh, motivational quote and, and in doing some research I saw that you shared this one quote um, probably a while ago now so you might not remember but it says your greatness is not what you have it is what you give yeah that's something you believe wholehearted yeah absolutely I think um I think we've we see it with the players all of the time um you know and when we say give we're not always talking about money Mm -hmm. so your give could be what you give that day on the football pitch or it could be the shirt that you give to the young person in the stands Mm -hmm. afterwards because this player giving 100% on the football pitch that then teaches the little boy at home that if he gives a hundred percent, he might be able to do something. Mm. So I think the kind of misconception with charity work is that you have to get out a checkbook and write a check for a million pounds, but it's not the case. It's about being a role model. It's about giving your time. It's about giving your, like your thoughts, your advice, your knowledge. So we encourage players to kind of give in all Mm. ways. Mm. Um, And it's not just about kind of the money that they can pass on. Yeah. I love that. And it's a real um i'm real torn with this next one uh, the paradox of sharing socially your giving and and i understand that to inspire someone else to be giving they need to see it in the example yeah. but there are, there are many people in my local community maybe we'll i used to do um soup kitchen like you know yeah. and with it with a couple of friends and um that was something i kept very private but yeah. i was always torn between how do you inspire someone else to get involved in helping if you're not talking about it? how do you kind of balance that uh, social um, presence I, th- I think that's the point these days. I think um, maybe 10 years ago, it wasn't so important, but mm-hmm. now everything is across social media. Mm-hmm. And since COVID, especially, a lot of charities are really, really struggling. Mm-hmm. It's been a really difficult time because no one's been able to run live events. Um, and I think if you can use your platform, even if you've got 200 followers or 500 followers, one other person might be inspired to either support that charity or to do something completely different that supports a cause that's important to them so I think if people are gonna you know like the client that I said kind of got attacked for giving 550,000 pounds if people are going to have a problem with that that's on them that that's not on you um and I just think if you want to do something privately, that's absolutely completely fine because not everyone wants to share what they do within the charity space because it might be for very personal reasons. But I don't think anyone should ever be kind of taken taken down for sort of their, their yeah. sharing of what they do because it could just inspire someone else to do the same. There we go. That's the ripple effect, isn't it? And I think the thing that I'm really conscious of here at Always Better Than Yesterday is that when we bring our heart into the world, we have interactions with people on a daily basis and that then creates a ripple effect and the world uses a word called legacy i call it a heart print yeah i think we leave a heart print on the world where 
people, communities, teams, or whoever that might be, are left a little bit better through our bringing our heart into the world. What, yeah. What's your perspective on, on legacy and, and, and impact? I, I think it's hard because I think legacy has become a word that's kind of become slightly overused. Mm-hmm. Um, back in, oh God, long time ago, I was the director of legacy programs for the 2012 Olympics in the Southwest. Um, and we talked, I mean, the word legacy probably got used about 200 times every day. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think it's it's about leaving the world better than it was the day before. Um, and just making sure that what you're doing has a sustainable impact, because sometimes people want to leave a legacy, but it's not actually a sustainable one. So you might do great work that makes someone happy for a week. Yeah. But 10 years down the line, are they back where they were before? Yeah. Um, so I think it really is thinking about the future in a really long-term way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think legacy's kind of got a little bit overused and has become mm-hmm. quite a corporate word. Um, but I do think that if you're going to do charity work and you're going to support someone, you do need to think about what is the impact that it will actually leave. Because mm-hmm. if it's not going to leave any sustainable impact for the long term, then is it worth investing in at all? Yeah. I love that. And uh, I think along with that will come a, an element of consistency, right? Yeah. And that that's one of the things as well as sort of being authentic and being laser focused. That's one of the things we tell all of our players. So, mm. for example, if you're going to support a breast cancer awareness charity, yep. don't post about it every day for a week. Yep. and then not bother for a year and then yep. be like, oh yeah that thing I was posting <laughs> you know because it, it just it doesn't it doesn't make a difference more of a campaign so, than a cause I guess exactly <laughs> whereas if you said right every Tuesday I'm going to post something about this that's meaningful to my followers yeah. then it will start to have an impact so it's just about keeping on and like we said about Marcus Rashford I would be advising him free school meals this is your thing feeding children helping with poverty stay on that be consistent keep that your message and just keep chipping away at that one thing Mm. because if you just do one thing really really well over and over again you will leave a massive massive impact so again if you're out there Marcus these are (laughs) this is my free advice (laughs) yeah what does it say on your jumper oh yes can you read it yeah I can see that kind generous so for those of you that i forget that i have a podcast uh, stand up again let me see it again let me read it all heart idiom a person with a kind and generous disposition they are all heart you need to sell those because i need to get one oh, i'll paste you one That's that no would problem. be amazing i will wear that with great pride that what does yeah. what does the phrase always better than yesterday mean to you um i think we touched on it a little bit before yeah. but for me it's it's not about me personally being better than yesterday it's about how we leave the world and those around us so um whether that's going up to a lady in a coffee shop and saying you look lovely today I love your shoes um or whether it's giving you know a million pounds to a breast cancer charity I think it's about thinking about your actions and how each thing that you do like you said, leaves the heart print. It leaves mm. the world in a better place. And if, if it doesn't do that, then then why are we doing it? Yeah. Funny, isn't it? Because the first thing that came up to me is, is that always oh, that anxiety of telling someone that is that awkward interaction, isn't it? So oh. it's, again, it's easier not to. It is. And some people look at you like you're absolutely bonkers. <laughs> yeah. I remember um, 
not so long ago, I was in a like a, a cafe sort of restaurant place and there was a woman really struggling with her, her little boy and I've mm. got two children. Mm. Um, and I was actually on my own at this point, didn't have anyone with me. And she was really struggling and people were looking at her. Yeah. And, and I just went over to her and just said, you know, something really, like, you're doing a great job and don't like, nobody like nobody minds it doesn't matter like um don't worry about people around you like Mm. just keep doing what you're doing and he's you know he's the most important thing and she looked so relieved that someone just when it's okay like all these people aren't judging you because Mm. it you know there's lots of things in the world that are scary but actually being a mom and having a screaming child and 50 people in the restaurant is quite difficult and you know sometimes it won't be well received but like we said before that's on them yeah if absolutely. um if you give a compliment and and people aren't happy about that you you've done your bit and yeah. you can't ever change people's reactions to you yeah well it, it's next level when you know it's all well and good creating an intellectually driven business but when you label yourself all heart uh you know it's it's amazing to hear that you are an embodiment of that and and so goes the ripple effect thank you for taking time out of your day no, it's been an absolute pleasure and I, I will be sending a jumper your way so. oh well <laughs> we should we should do an exchange i shall uh, pay you back that way but um i'd just be honored actually where can people connect with you where can they find more about all heart um so we're across all social media platforms um it's on instagram be all heart ltd um, so if you find us there, you'll probably be able to then connect with all of our other platforms um, from our Instagram. Mm. Um, or you could contact us using info at beallheart.com. Um, so if you want to get in touch, find out more or, yeah. or have a chat with us, then we're more than happy. We love talking to people about this kind of stuff. I'll share all the good links in the in the, in the show notes below. And um, just be honoured if you'd leave us a final thought from your good self. Oh, a final thought. Um I think my, my final thought kind of linked to some of our conversations today is, is to never judge others. Um, like I said, I've got players that I work with who who have terrible reputations in the press and I, I know them personally. I know the work that they do. I know the money that they give to charity. Um, and I think sometimes there's a lot of good in everyone and you just have to look for it and to not kind of take other people's views or the media's perception as being real so I would just challenge everyone to kind of wipe what you've heard what you've thought what you've seen and and start over and sort of give everyone the benefit of the doubt great advice thank you so much my friend you're welcome it's lovely speaking to you Hey, my friends, thank you for making it to the end. I hope that our time spent together today has left you a little bit better than before you push play. I'd really appreciate if you just took a moment to leave a review to allow me to meet more people where they are and hopefully leave them a little bit better too. If you're curious to know how I, through Always Better Than Yesterday, can serve you, your team, your organisation, then head to alwaysbetterthanyesterday.com to connect. And while you're there, let me know one or two things that you're going to do as a result of listening to this conversation. I absolutely love hearing your thoughts, your reflections and the things that this spark in your own heart and mind. If you want more insights from my heart and mind, I do send out short episodes on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. And again, I hope that they serve you well. I appreciate you listening. I'm Ryan Hartley, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast, a podcast for heart-centered leaders just like you. Keep leading, my friends. Always love.